Well, good to be with you this morning. Glad you can join us. Good to see so many of you here. Um, welcome for those who are visiting. Um, yeah, really, really glad you can be with us today. Uh, for those who are visiting and for those who have stepped in for the first time this year, we are doing a new series in January. So it kicked off last week. Um, it was great that last Sunday was the 1st of January that we could get together as the church on the very first day of a new year. And um, that first uh, message was um, around hearing from God through Scripture. So what we're doing in January, we're doing a series about hearing from God. Um, and we're going to look at how we hear from God through Scripture and through prayer. How do we discern His voice from all the other voices that seem to be out there coming our way? Uh, how do we hear from God through others? And how do we hear from God um, in, through creative means or through creation itself? And so last week, the first message was around how do we hear from God through scripture so that will be on our podcast if you missed that encourage you to check that out and today we are looking at how do we hear from God through prayer now just saying that word I reckon brings um, different thoughts for different people and so I just want to ask you right now just what what comes to mind what are your ideas about prayer what's your experience with prayer now, maybe you've read something about it. Maybe you've um, experienced different things or tried different things or heard some teaching about prayer. Um, what ideas come to mind when you think about prayer? For some of us, it could be that it's just this one-way conversation. Um, for some of us, it could be it's just this repetitive thing that that just sort of happens and um, it's sort of nearly like a religious experience. Uh, for others, it could be thoughts or words that just seem to go into thin air and you're not sure what happens with them. Uh, for others of us, it, it's this deep and beautiful and meaningful experience that happens regularly. Um, but it is varied. And one of the things I noticed that, I, you know, that I've come across in um, my time as a pastor in this sort of role is that this is an area that, that a lot of people struggle with. They struggle with prayer. And so a question I think we need to ask straight away is, does God even speak? And if he does speak, does he really want to speak to me? Now we discussed last week that God speaks through his word. And so that's available to all of us and all of us can engage with that. Um, but when it comes to prayer life, when it comes to us talking to God and, and God talking to us, some of us would doubt that God even speaks and some of us would doubt that God would even want to speak to me. You see, what we believe about God will shape whether or not we believe he actually wants to talk to us. So the way we think about God, our image of God, it shapes our understanding and our perceptions and our expectations of him. And all of us are in that position. You know, one of the least helpful things we can do is to assume that God is like a human being. Because um, when we deal with other human beings, there are people that seem too busy or too important or they're separated from us. 
You know, some of those people in our lives, our actual lives, they could be our relatives, our family, our supervisors, politicians, authority figures, even celebrities in this celebrity culture we seem to live in. Um, we, we can look at other human beings and think, oh, there's no way they would ever talk to me. And often we can put that sort of thinking onto God because God's a bit bigger and a bit possibly busier and a bit more important than any other human being I can think of. So why would he have time for me is what some of us might think. Then I come to the situation where I go, well, if I'm not sure God would even talk to me, how often do we avoid God in prayer or in times of prayer because deep down we believe that he's just not interested in us and so we don't pray because we just think maybe he's not listening or we don't pray because we think he's disappointed in us you know that situation where you, you, know, you haven't been praying much and maybe you haven't been engaging with your bible much and you're just sort of doing life and then something pops up something significant and you feel like oh i need to pray to god about this and then that thought comes but but you haven't prayed for the last week or the last fortnight or the last month you haven't given god any time why would he want to hear from you and that thought gets stronger and stronger and then you think well maybe i can't pray maybe i shouldn't pray how often does that happen for us that that stops us stepping in to this prayer life well, I, I want to say to you this morning that in, when we look at Scripture, when we look at how it reveals God and His character and His nature, we see that God wants to be with us. He wants to communicate with us. We see it right at the beginning of Genesis in the garden. We see Him talking and we see His presence and we see Him talking some more. And when all that goes wrong, we see him, him offer us his law and his commands. Now, his law is, is a reflection of his character. And so that's a good thing. And he offers that to the people. And he speaks through the prophets to the people. And then we see the incarnation where God himself, Jesus, talking and teaching and then we see Jesus ascend to the Father and we see him send the Spirit, so the very presence of God himself with us and talking to us. As we go right through Scripture, we get a very clear picture that God wants to talk with us. He wants to be with us. So let's look at Jesus to see how God wants to do this. I'm going to read a bit of a block out of John chapter 15. And so as I read this, um, there's some key phrases that, that we just need to be aware of. So John 15, starting in verse 3, we read this. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. 
If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. So we get this picture here of God wanting to be in a close relationship with us. This remaining in one another, or another translation would use the word abiding, abiding in one another. And he gives this agricultural picture of a vine and a branch. It's really hard to identify where the branch ends and where the vine starts. They are one and the same, intimately connected. And that's the picture Jesus gives us of how he wants to be with us. As his words to us shape who we are and how we live, and as we choose to be obedient to his words over us, we will remain in his love and live in the fullness of life that he offers to every single one of us. But the passage continues. So from verse 14, You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. And when the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. So here we are. God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, sent from Jesus. And he calls him here in this passage the advocate or the Spirit of truth. What will the Spirit of Truth do? Well, Jesus says, He's going to testify about me. To testify about someone means you will talk about them. So the Holy Spirit's role, one of His roles, is to talk to us about Jesus. That's one of the things that He's doing in the world today, is talking to people about Jesus. He talks to us because we are followers of Jesus, because we are one with Jesus, we are abiding with Jesus, we are remaining in Jesus. And so God wants to talk to us. In fact, he has given us his very own spirit that dwells in us so that he can talk to us, so that he can always be with us. You know, physically, when Jesus was walking around with his disciples, if Jesus was out on a boat with a couple of disciples, the disciples on the shore weren't able to talk to Jesus at that time because he physically wasn't with them. So it's a great thing that God's done in sending his spirit because every single one of us, no matter where we are or what we're doing, has direct access to God himself because his spirit is with us and his spirit wants to talk to us. Love this. Moving on from that passage into the next chapter in John chapter 16, Starting in verse 12, we read this. This is Jesus again talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. 
So again, Jesus is making this really clear. The Spirit will make things known to us. He will do this by communicating with us, by speaking to us. Now, how do we discern this voice? How do we discern that it's the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Great question, and we're going to explore that next week. So make sure you're with us for that um, when we explore that together. But learning to hear God through prayer. That's what we're talking about today. Prayer at its foundation is conversational. We need to listen as well as speak. So as we read, particularly the Gospels, we read that Jesus would come back from a time of prayer and then act on what he had been asked to do. Jesus said, I only do what I hear and see from the Father. So how do we develop a conversational prayer life where we are regularly hearing from God? How do we do that? Well, some writers would suggest that there can be four stages to our prayer lives. The first stage is, is sort of that introductory stage when we might first start praying. Uh, it could be a pretty uh, immature stage. It could be something that we see modelled maybe in young children. Um, but it, it's the stage that they would call talking at God. So there's some words going up somewhere. We're not really sure if they're being received. We're not really sure who's receiving them, um, but we're talking at God. And then the next stage, there, there's a bit of maturity that, that happens to move to the next stage. And um, some writers would suggest that the next stage is talking to God. So we understand who we're speaking to rather than just throwing words up and we're not sure what's happening with them. We've, we've got a picture of God in mind and we're talking to God. The stage after that would be listening to God. And this is where this conversational prayer really starts to, 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 um, to happen. That it's not just a case of us doing all the talking, but um, us positioning ourselves to listen to what God might be saying to us. And then the last stage is probably the stage of of spiritual maturity is the stage of what they would call being with God. So these four stages, we start with talking at God, then talking to God, then listening to God, and then the last stage, probably where we would want to be, is being with God. See, Jesus was with his Father. We read this regularly throughout the Scriptures. And when we read in Luke chapter 11... Right at the beginning of Luke chapter 11, Jesus had been off on his own with his father. And when he comes back, his disciples asked him, can you teach us to pray? Now, they're using the word pray for what Jesus had been doing. He'd been off alone with his father in his father's presence. And they're calling that prayer. Can you teach us to pray? I love that as we read all of the gospel accounts, Everything that the disciples saw Jesus do, the only thing they ever asked that's recorded, the only thing they ever asked that for him to teach them was, can you teach us to pray? Now, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking, yeah, okay, that sounds good, but Jesus, teach me how to turn water into wine, teach me how to walk on water, teach me how to raise people from the dead, teach me how to heal people. Those things would be awesome. But the only thing we have recorded 
is the disciples noticing Jesus goes off and does this thing called prayer. He goes off and spends time with the Father. And when he comes back from that, that's when we start to see him operating in the reality of the kingdom of God, where there is healing and there is cleansing and there is forgiveness and um, all these miracles that we sort of see happening. And so the disciples wisely ask, can you teach us how to pray? And Jesus' response to this in Luke's gospel is Luke's account of what we call the Lord's Prayer. Uh, Matthew also has an account of that in, in chapter 6. Um, but Luke chapter 11, we see Jesus um, say, well, well, this is how you pray. And, and he gives us this framework, this model for prayer. So it makes me ask the question, having looked at all that, what if prayer is simply being with God? Does that shape something different for us? Does that change the way we imagine prayer life? Could that actually change what you do in practice if prayer was simply being with God? Ronald Rollheiser is a spiritual writer and he, he writes this. He says, prayer is relaxing into God's goodness. I've never heard prayer described like that before. Prayer is relaxing into God's goodness. I like that and I think he might be hitting the mark with that sort of thinking. Our life can be a life of prayer because God is with us all the time through the Holy Spirit. So we were reading in the Gospels that Jesus would go off and spend time with the Father Okay, what essentially he was doing was being aware of God's presence with him through, through the Spirit. And it's in that place where he's just aware of God's presence with him and his communication with, with God through the Spirit and he's talking to God and he's hearing from God and then he's being obedient to what he hears. That is the prayer life that Jesus modeled. And our life can be a life of prayer because God is with us through his Holy Spirit. So quite often when we talk about prayer, there are certain verses that often get um, quoted or, or put out to us. And, and one of those um, comes from Paul and this idea of praying continually. So I don't know what images come to mind when you hear the... Um, the challenge or the call or the advice to pray continually. Personally, um, for many, many years, I've just thought that's impossible. How could you do that? Why would you want to do that? Um, yeah, it would get in the way of actually living life. But what if our life of prayer is simply a life of being aware of God's presence with us? So this idea of praying continually, um, Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18, he writes this, he says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If there are three verses, and they are not long verses, if there are three verses that you ever want to share with anyone about um what it means to live the Christian life. How do I live a life as a Christian? I reckon this is a pretty good starting place. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 
Great advice there from Paul. Then he says to the Philippians, chapter 4, verse 6, we read, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And then Paul, to the Ephesian church, he writes this in chapter 6, verse 18. He says, Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So three pieces of advice from Paul's writings. Pray continually, pray about everything, pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. If Paul's giving us this advice, it would make sense that it is possible to live like this. I don't think he's trying to set the bar so high that none of us get there. I think he's, he's writing to these three different churches, these three different groups of, of people who are following Jesus and saying, this is what the life of a follower of Jesus looks like. It is a life of prayer. And prayer is being aware of God's presence with you. So pray continually. Be aware of God's presence with you continually. Pray about everything. Be aware that everything that happens in your life, God is concerned about and interested in and wants to be involved in. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion, he says. Be understanding, be aware, have the knowledge that the Holy Spirit is in you and with you. So at all times, in every occasion, no matter what's going on, you can have this life of prayer where God will speak to you through His Spirit and you can speak to Him and you're doing this life with God. Be conscious of relating to God through the Spirit at all times. It really is a picture that... Um, Paul particularly paints very well and lived himself, but it's the picture of the life Jesus had. And as followers of Jesus, we want to be more like Jesus in everything we do. Maybe our prayer could be, Lord, teach us how to pray, just like the disciples asked him. Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to live in the reality of your kingdom, in the awareness of your spirit, so that we are spending all day, every day with you. Not compartmentalizing you to some religious time for five minutes in the morning and for an hour on a Sunday. Let's not do that. Let, let's, let's be aware that the way God wants us to live is to be living with Him, aware of Him, relying on Him, pushing into Him, asking him for wisdom and for patience and for kindness and for joy all those things that we need as we interact with the people around us how do we live with god as a conversational presence in our lives it starts with understanding who he is what he has offered to us through his spirit Asking God to speak to you, to be with you, to shape you, to mould you. This is the kind of life that we find when we have a conversational prayer life with Jesus. This is how God speaks to us through this thing we call prayer. An awareness of who he is and what he's doing and that he's with us and that he loves us and that he wants to use us for what he's doing in the world. This is the kind of thing that could change the way we live this Christian life. Let me pray for us as we wrap up. 
So Father God, I thank you that you in your wisdom have sent your spirit into this world. I thank you that we live in this time where your spirit is available to us. I thank you that your spirit will speak to us about you, Jesus. I thank you that your spirit will reveal in us the things that we need to be aware of. I thank you that your spirit's desire is to mold us and to shape us to be not only followers of you, but to be like you in character and in nature so that as we go about our day, um, you are living in us and through us uh, for your sake and for your glory. Lord, would you help us this week have a prayer life that reflects the reality that you are with us, that we are aware of your presence, that we are aware of your desire to be with us and to speak with us and to, and to live our life with us. Um, would you help us in that? Would you help us encourage one another in that? And we thank you in advance for what it looks like for us as we step into 2023 um, with a renewed understanding of having a prayer life with you that results in us praying continually and praying about everything, praying in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion for your glory. And we thank you for that. Amen.